Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Barber's Cut. The first episode that is coming out now on Spotify. You can catch me and my guests now on an online platform besides Facebook. This podcast is set up in which you will hear various Filipinos from all walks of life talking about their different experiences in the pursuit of life. I hope you brought some drinks, some food. Come join us now for my first guest, Nicole Ruiz, born and raised in the Philippines, grew up in Ilocos Norte, moved to the metro to attend the University of the Philippines for public administration. She's a very talented director of photography over here in LA. You can check out her work on her Instagram on Nicole.Ruiz. If you want to reach out, definitely reach out to her. Wonderful to work with her, you know. And for my guest, hopefully you have, have a great time on this show. And when you come back, we can talk more about film with maybe different film people, you know. <laughs> Let's, uh, well, I really, that's a topic I really want to dive into, film. But for now, let's, uh, let's dive, let's get to know you, you know, my wonderful guest today. <laughs> How have you been today? How was your day? How was my day? My day has been pretty chill, actually. Um, I kind of am happy that this week is pretty chill because my last week has been crazy bombarded with work. And I'd like to take breaks in between, like, work, you know, because you don't want to burn yourself out. It's crazy how, you know, you can get that answer from someone who's pursuing something they really love. Like, it's a passion project. Mm -hmm. People get so surprised at that sometimes. They're like, what? You're doing what you love? And like, dude, we're still human beings. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you can still burn out doing what you love, honestly. You know, so we've been we've been talking about this episode, you know, like I really wanted to have you on the show. I know. We met on a set, actually. You know, Badger set. <laughs> yes. It's, a student film. it's been a long time coming. <laughs> we've been trying to schedule yeah. this for a while. So <laughs> finally. So here we are, two people born from the same country and we met in a complete, <laughs> completely random country. Yes. You know, what are the chances of that? It was so funny because... Dude, like at the time, I was like still so new to the States and I was just trying to find a community, you know, like people that I could relate to. And like in my school where I went to like New York Film Academy here in L.A., there wasn't really that many Filipinos there. There were a lot of Indian kids and Chinese kids, you know, which they're both Asians, but it's still like hard to connect in like. Kabayan. Yeah, it's not. It's not, <laughs> not. And also, there's also still a huge language barrier. So, yeah. yeah. And I was looking for like people like in my community, you know, like who does film and like can relate to like to me culturally. And when I heard you guys speaking Tagalog, <laughs> I just had to ask, you know. <laughs> the funny story about that was like. I pegged you for like maybe uh, Pacific Island, like Hawaiian, oh. you know, like one of us. Yeah, me and Juan were talking about like we were having like a little bet. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew that I was leaning mostly on Filipina. Mm-hmm. Though I was like, she's Filipino. I, I bet you. And then when you heard us speak, because we were speaking English uh-huh. all day, yeah, we went to the snack table <laughs> and then we were like talking like, mm-hmm. and we were like. <laughs> because sometimes you get wrong sometimes you yeah. ask someone and they're like no <laughs> yeah like i'm indonesian and you're like oh. like for me sometimes i try to like 
think first before I ask because for some people like it's rude if you you know try to guess like you know their ethnicity or their background but yeah when I heard you guys speaking Tagalog I was like yeah yeah Filipino <laughs> how many years ago was that that was you know, like dude that was like I remember it was like December 2018 I remember that Oh, yeah for like four years almost now. oh my yeah i've been here for almost like five years in the states it's gonna be five in january holy shit <laughs> five years just flew away like that <laughs> that's crazy before we uh before we get carried away and talk about like let's... all america mm-hmm. let's 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 start at the start you know Cause me, you know me. I'm a I'm a city kid mm-hmm. back home. You are a city <laughs> born kid. and raised in the city. I've I've been immersed in like some of my friends' provincias. Mm-hmm. It's it's great, you know. It's great having different cultures. But how was your uh, how was your childhood? Yung kabataan mo nung sa Ilocos. Man, I mean, it was it was really good. Um, I am so happy that I got to experience being a kid. in not having to worry about the internet like that is the biggest thing that i'm really thankful of because i see these kids like right now growing up in this age of information and you're like wow you are so sheltered in a way because they're just in their like little tiny screens and me as a kid like yeah i loved playing with our neighbors like It's summer was like my favorite like season, even though we didn't really have seasons in the Philippines. But summer was when you get to like enjoy, you know, playing in the outdoors and not caring about homework or anything like that. Like we literally like played in the fields and got dirty, played with freaking dirt. They'd hide and seek like because my my dad has like a construction company and we would always have like huge like. Um, tractors and trucks like yeah. parked in our garage. So you were just a nightmare at the end of the oh, day. Oh yeah, you're like oh, I remember. Yes, I remember my Lola shouting like you know in the middle of, like the afternoon, like Nicole, Kyla, Kyla is my my younger sister. Like, matulog na kayo, like go nap or something yeah. <laughs> because it's like the <laughs> middle of the day. Go get some rest, but. <laughs> but we're out there like freaking uh running around in like dirt uh it, it was it was really oh. fun it was really fun yeah that's what i think about like childhood mm-hmm. you know just getting down and dirty like i remember the hose mm-hmm. like there was a little oh, hose yes in that. Like, <laughs> just thinking back now you know like why did i need a hose it always rained right? yeah here it's i think it rained five times now in la i don't even know i there was one time where it was thundering and i was so happy like as literally lit it, it, it brings you in the mood right yeah. like yeah it I, reminds you of home and honestly like i didn't enjoy the rain back home like i hated it every time because like oh. it would be uh i just didn't like getting like my feet wet <laughs> Like I hated that. <laughs> um, so every time it would, would rain, like it would be like annoying. But I was so surprised because I was like, "Oh my god, this reminds me so much of home when it was thundering mm-hmm. and raining here, mm-hmm. which is so rare for Los Angeles." Yeah, uh, is, yeah. we still need to plan the trip to Seattle, oh, you know. But, man. but back to our childhood, mm-hmm. you know, like when when I was playing with the hose. And then I would get so dirty. My mom would be like, like, we'd have to like 
kind of strip down, get in a towel, yeah. walk inside, <laughs> wash our feet yeah. so we don't track mud. What would you say is your uh, your your most memorable moment of your childhood? Wow, like one moment. One this... moment, in, like just now, you know. Maybe it changes tomorrow. Maybe it changes something that you can bring up now. Mm, let me think. There was this one moment we were playing with all of like the kids in the block, basically, mm. and we got this. We found this like wooden bat. I don't know where we found it, honestly. Like we found it in a pile somewhere in the garage. And we had we had those like tennis balls. It wasn't even a proper baseball. It was a freaking tennis ball. So we took the bat and um, we took the tennis ball and we didn't even know like how baseball is like really played. Mm-hmm. Like I was only basing off of um, like what I've seen in the movies. Cause like I was like the leader, leader of like our our little <laughs> kid gang in the block, and like oh let's play baseball, you know. Uh, so the I don't know how baseball is like it's a diamond, right? It's still four corners. Yeah. yeah. So we had like there was four corners in the in the field. Uh, so like there was like in each base, like there was a person, but I just remember just playing baseball like in the field. Like like in chinelas, like not even like shoes. Dude. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. Literally, and that was just that is like the epitome of childhood for me. Like, okay, okay. That's that's a good that's a good core memory right there. What what brings you back there? Like, what reminds you of that moment? Because it sounds like it's a very mm-hmm. strong moment that lasts. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, there's a lot of good times, a lot of laughs. Yeah. Just the freedom and, you know, the freedom of being a kid and not thinking about anything, you know, no, no problems of the real world yet. Um, Like it's, it's an escape, you know, because like for me, I wouldn't say like my home wasn't like the homiest home because like my parents like fought a lot Mm. and all that. So that was kind of like a good escape for me, you know, as a kid. And yeah, I like I liked having a lot of like kids around too. Like even now, really, like I see it in my adulthood. Like I like being surrounded by friends. You know, it uplifts my spirit. Like, like yeah. when I'm having like a bad time, and you know, I hit up some of my friends. We go hang out, and the mood instantly like you know changes. Yeah. Like, and it's you know like we're even if you have family problems like i'm not sure about Mm -hmm. you you know but a lot of people have that sense of family especially in the philippines Mm -hmm. and then for you it's it's especially hard Mm -hmm. because you're the only one here yeah Yeah, i'm the only one in la hawaii yeah i'm the only one in la uh both of my sisters just recently moved to hawaii with my dad my mom's in the philippines but yeah i'm the only one here in the mainland i have a couple of like relatives um around California but yeah besides that I'm like all alone in LA so I really wanted to find that community like here and I feel I feel like I've I found my my people here so (laughs) so that's fun that's that's great that's great you know it's always great because immigration Mm -hmm. you know like that's something I talk about here because 
kind of immigrated too, right? Yeah, I guess you could say I, that. I yeah, left the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, and then some people are saying like, you didn't really immigrate because you're American. Oh, well, wow, was I <laughs> was I very American in the Philippines? What the hell? Like, my mom isn't even American, yeah. and I grew up in a single mother household. Because you grew up in the Philippines, but, right? Yeah. And, you know, city life is very similar, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, from what you're telling me, it sounded very similar to you. But I guess there's more walls. Because mm -hmm. the city, quote-unquote, is a dangerous place. Yes. You know, like, there's a lot of cars. Yeah. And I was I was fortunate enough to have, like, a little village. Mm -hmm. Like, a subdivision to play around. Yeah. I really played with a lot of people, you know. Like, the children of the house, uh -huh. children of the drivers. Yeah, dude. Really made friends. Like, most of my friends there, too. Because, like, some of our helpers were... Um, like we're living like just outside of our like compound basically. Yeah. And like I would play with their kids as well, you know? Yeah. Family, friends, kids and all that. And like there was no the like the good thing about that, like when you're a kid, it's like for me, I the hierarchy no social yeah, the hierarchy or the social, you know, economical status didn't really matter to me. We're just kids like playing, you know? Yeah. And I think if you don't have that mm -hmm. and you just grow up without that, you know, and then it's not the individual's fault. It's kind of like it's systemic, you know, yeah. like you kind of look around and everyone's doing it or a lot of people, not everyone, but yeah. a lot of people are doing it. But when children can see the human being in front of them, mm -hmm. I think it does wonders, you know, as people yeah. age up. And, <laughs> and like my parents never treated like, you know, our helpers as like, yeah. another people like yeah. they were kind of part of the family because yeah. even you know when they would have like problems like they would run to our family as well and like you know yeah. my dad is always like happy to help as long as you know he can or even my mom yeah. you know yeah. like if somebody passes by because like our compound is pretty open like people are like pass by our gates like do a shortcut yeah. and all that like my mom would be like Hey, do you want to have lunch or something like that? You know, like be asking yeah, yeah, exactly, people exactly. to like eat. <laughs> but yeah. How was the culture like growing up in Ilocos and then going? Because you visited the city, right? Before fully moving there for school. Yeah, I used to visit there almost every summer. I would get upset every time like our parents were like, oh, we're not going to Manila. Because <laughs> all our cousins were in Manila. Like most of like. Um, I were they born there or did they move to yeah they were born there okay um most of my mom's like sisters lives in manila so all of my cousins were there so that's why we would go often as well so wait what was your question again what's the <clears throat> difference what was the differences like like you said like growing up in the province this was your lifestyle and then going to the city mm -hmm. was there anything different that you could pinpoint like did you get like sort of a culture shock or not really because i was also fortunate to like the house that we like used to stay at in manila was also in a village and it kind of had that homey feeling to it too where like a community feeling because even my parents knew our neighbors you know like my mom knew um those were her neighbors when she was in college when she was still staying there you okay, know okay and we played so what was life like um sorry sorry to cut mm -hmm. you off but what was life like outside the village in the city if you ever ventured i mean out of there? yeah i ventured out in the sense like when we would go out like you know like you see people that are you know go to the mall go to the park yeah and like 
and you see the other side like you know yeah. see famished people like people literally on the streets like begging for money you see little are there kids. more people in the city like that than in the province oh, yeah like you there's still some in the province like you know you'd see it more in like the city area of the province i would say okay, okay. um but yeah there were so much more in manila like it, it was it was crazy it, it's so sad sometimes because you're like you can only help them so much you know like you can only give money to um a person so much honestly like yeah yeah it needs to be a systemic change instead of just you know yeah. one person trying to make and you can't really hmm, you can't really completely help the problem you know like i've, mm-hmm. I've developed like I think around college, I realized that giving food was the better help. I think, you know, that's in my, it really depends on the person. Yeah. Because at a young age, I experienced like a kid working with his father and then mm-hmm. he was, they were like smoking rugby. I mean, smelling rugby. Mm-hmm. And then I was a kid. I was like, w- wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, I was just like, hey, can I try that? Mm-hmm. And the kid was like, no, you don't, you don't do this. He's like, oh, come on, <laughs> let me try. And then the. The father kind of told me, like, no, you don't need it. You have food to eat. And as you know, as a kid, I was, like, stunned. I was, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that must be a really okay. eye-opening thing to, like, hear. How old were you when you when you experienced that and oh, when that boy. happened? A teenager? I was, like, no, I was, like, 10. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was just, like, you know, walking around my compound mm-hmm. with my with my cousins and stuff. And it's just like that, you know? Yeah. You're exposed to it, really. Wow. But... Was that really the uh, the biggest thing that took you aback? Like, that was the culture shock for you? Not or? really. Like, there were just some stuff that... How did I... Not, no, because I was fortunate enough to also grow up to have the things that I have, you know? Like, being exposed to um, the outside culture, meaning, like, you know, um, I get to watch, like, English shows and like there wasn't a language barrier or anything because I feel like my parents um, exposed us to both English and Tagalog so we could also communicate to our cousins like in Manila because they spoke to us in Ilocano like they didn't speak to us in you know English or Tagalog sometimes you would hear like Tagalog uh, words or English words but is it more Ilocano and English over there than Tagalog or yeah because you because you you'd okay. meet you'd meet Ilocanos who won't know how to speak Tagalog but knows how to speak English <laughs> yeah That's like yeah <laughs> and also like we had several um family from the states that would come visit so and they would be surprised when we know how to speak English and you're like what do you what do you think like <laughs> we're not like stuck under a, a rock or something like it always baffled me how like people from America when they would come and visit they would be so surprised that I know the things that I know 
<laughs> like, yeah. Like, why do you think I live under a rock? <laughs> like, I I got that sometimes here too when I when I would tell them because you know I'm, I'm like kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I'd say like sometimes I get Indian, sometimes yeah. I get Hispanic, sometimes I get black. Mm-hmm. So people don't know what I'm. They're they're a lot of the times they're shocked. Wow, you were born in the Philippines, and it's like your English is good. I mean, what do you mean? Do, do you think we don't speak English there? <laughs> exactly. You know. I take those moments as a time to educate people. Uh-huh. Like we're kind of like ambassadors, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to put our best foot forward and I know. show people like what life is like, or tell people yeah. what life is like back home. Yeah, because like that to me is like what's sad, because people who are here already sometimes forget about like home and just like you know or feel hopeless about it. I would say. Yeah. Because for me, growing up there, like there are still people there that like matter to me and it'll always be home, you know, like that's not going to change oh, yeah. or anything. And I I hear people sometimes talk about the Philippines being hopeless and it just it breaks my heart because I, I don't I don't believe that. And I like even now, you know, like we're changing um is going to be the new election for the Philippines is going to be chaotic again, but <laughs> Yeah, like it just makes me sad being when... so far far from it. Mm-hmm. What does that make you feel? Like now that you're here in America and all this stuff is happening I mean, in your social groups, mm-hmm. you know, like all this strife. How does that make you feel? I still try to participate as much as I can, and I do. I do converse with my my friends back home still, like you know, about the problems of Philippines and like you know what's uh, what's the best step forward, you know. Cause we can't, we can't give up. Like there's no way we can't give up. Like I, I hear my friends do wanting to move out of the country, but like they still have this hope that, you know, in the near future, like the Philippines is at least going to get better than what we're having now, you know? Yeah. Cause. And that's, that's a sad mm-hmm. story, it you is. know, like just our people, like if you're talking about like the whole Filipino mm-hmm. collective, right? Like, it's 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 our problem. Yeah. I'd say you know it's not like there is a oppressor. It's not like we're getting oppressed. We're getting bombed mm-hmm. by another country. It's not like we're getting genocide yeah. or whatever. But it's very internal. It's very and, internal. Yeah, it's very internal. It's how how do we start? You know, like you, is our destiny just to leave our country for mm-hmm. greener pastures? And you see it, you know, like your friends. Mm-hmm. I have friends. Yeah, I have people older than me, younger than me, who ask me like, "Hey, what's the best route to leave?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it breaks my heart. Yeah, it really breaks my heart. It does. It does. But going back to uh, the University of the Philippines, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some friends who went there, but I'll ask you, you know, what was it like? What was the culture like in your arrival? Because you know, you hear stuff. Your arrival. <laughs> you came from got, arrival. I got no arrivals. <laughs> I got no arrivals. You came from arrival school, I would say. <laughs> I, I I really I had friends in USD San Beda I I went around so. you went around huh <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean, okay you were saying yeah were saying. so I really enjoyed it I really it was one of like the best parts of my life honestly I think UP mm-hmm. um well first off um I went to UP Baguio that's where I did my first year of college so 
right then and there, you know, there was this uh, what do you call it? Reputation of UP. Like I did, that wasn't really my first choice of of university. I wanted to do accountancy, and I passed accountancy. Okay. In USD, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go do accountancy in USD. But my family, being who they are, <laughs> was like mm. pressuring me, like, no, you passed UP, you need to go to UP. Like, why are you going to USD? You know, USD is the University of Santo Tomas. So there's this four big schools in the Philippines, just for context-wise. There's this four big schools in the university. I mean, in the Philippines which is UP, University of the Philippines. We got Ateneo, we got La Salle, <laughs> and we got USD. USD is like on the fourth. Like it's in the, a little bit in the bottom. It's it's still a good school, honestly. But UP, in the mind of my family, UP was just superior to that. So they're like, you need to go to USD, you know, because I wanted to study in Manila. You're like, oh, yeah. do it one year in UP Baguio, and then you could just change your course and go to Diliman afterwards. So I was like, all right, you win. Okay, I'm going to UP Baguio. <laughs> so I went there, and the university culture was just really, is really interesting and eye opening. I think that's what like drew me in. Um, it was just like the way they do discussions, like coming from my, you know, my school in high school. Um, it was it was a science school. It right? was a science school. It was a science school. Um, my my teachers in high school were pretty cool too, but it, it was it was so different from like college. Like they would ask the the craziest and most like mind boggling like questions. You're like, holy shit, yeah, why like. You're like, you know, they, okay, they ask okay. this big why questions and really make you think about your answers. Um, Rather than like telling yes. you what to think or what to believe. Yes, because okay, okay. like my course in um, UP Baguio was like speech communication, like probably the closest to film that you could ever get, <laughs> honestly. And <laughs> that yeah. I, I, I didn't even like choose, choose that really. I just didn't want to do any sciences or anything. So I was like, okay, I'll do speech communication. And actually I really enjoyed it because coming from high school, I wasn't really like a very jolly, not jolly, but um, outgoing, like with activities and stuff yeah. like that. I wasn't always like the one volunteering or whatever. And then I, I got introduced like a speech communication. They're all pabibo. Like, they're all like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, we got to UP. Everybody was just like, you know, um, anxious to prove themselves. That's what the first year was. And you're just here, you know, you're this in this really good university and you're surrounded by really talented and really intelligent people. And you're like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. Like, it kind of, it's kind of hard. Because like, you know, you grow up thinking like in high school or like, okay, I mean, I'm a smart kid, you know, and then you enter UP and you're surrounded by these other smart kids too. And you're like, maybe I'm pretty average, you know, but it was, it was really cool. Like I, I learned a lot. And after, you know, after that, like I moved to Deleman, which was another, you know, thing again, because I, it's reintroducing yourself to different people. There were some like classmates that I had from UP Baguio that moved to Diliman as well. 
and I was I was hanging out with them for a little bit before like I found my my people too in Dilemon. So and and after I graduated, I I I told this like I posted this because like people were, would always post like long freaking essays after graduation. <laughs> Like me and my friends were all writing essays on our Facebook like pages, and I mean that's something to be pr- that's sad. Yeah, you know? I think everybody knows yeah. what that means. Like, yeah. So I was saying like on that essay, I was like, "Fuck, I don't regret anything." Like going to UP and all that. I actually wanted to get into film into UP already, but then I didn't get in. I was so sad because I did apply for UP film yeah. and. I was such a no voice at that point. Like I was such a beginner. I didn't know anything about film and it's yeah. UP film. And I didn't watch um, my taste at that point was too Westernized. <laughs> I kicked myself in the ass for that, for not watching too many Filipino films. Yeah. And they were asking about a lot of that. So I failed my interview and I knew I failed it. The moment I got out of there, I was like, Oh fuck. I fucked up so bad but i didn't go to up film i went to public administration and i don't think i regret that at all because i've met like you know my best friend going through the same thing like we went to public ad we did public ad we graduated with public ad um but we both got into film afterwards like it was so funny because in our group, like everybody was just, you know, getting ready to go to law school and all that. And yeah. here we are, freshly graduated. We didn't know anything. We didn't know what to do yet, honestly. And so to veer into film, <laughs> this this is how it started. Um, so my my best friend, like we were chilling. This was like probably four or five months after we graduated yeah and she texted me she's like yo do you want to intern for like a film i was like oh yeah sure like i'm not doing anything so did she give you any details let's do it like what it was yeah like was it just that like hey do you want to yeah yeah that was it that was it i was like jumping on opportunity love it that was like i was like hell yeah because i was already interested in photography at this point like I already had an interest in film, but didn't know the extent of it yet, how pursuable mm-hmm. it was. So I was like, okay, let's try it. Let's do it. So we get into the film set. The director meets us, says hi, it's and that. And she was like, do you guys want to read the script? You know, because we were still like, we didn't know anything about film at that point. Like, <laughs> no knowledge of anything just from watching (laughs) movies that was it like none of the process stuff so we were reading the script and you're just like oh what a nice yeah what a nice story and i was like (laughs) um to my friend i was like wait because the character's name is alex and sam i think is the name of the other character Mm -hmm. i can't remember then like the story as the story like progresses i was like oh shit dude is this movie like gay we looked at each other and i was like holy shit it is <laughs> i was like now what did you feel at that moment? i felt like there's a lot of emotions there. it was it was really cool because i just i think i recently like came out like after that 
it was probably like only been a year or more since I came out before that so I was like oh shit this is so exciting so I was so excited like my first film set like the story was like LGBT with this like also like lesbian director which she was really cool Ooh. I was like oh my god okay this is cool <laughs> I love this <laughs> this is the vibe you know <laughs> and I really I really enjoyed that I I loved seeing everybody like especially the key department heads like work together and for me that's the moment that it clicked that fuck this is what I want to do, do this. like <laughs> this is what I want to do like I do this and we would do um 6 a.m. until like 2 or 3 a.m. the next day like it's more than 20 hours of work in the Philippines when they're shooting yeah, film yeah, yeah. and I remember there was this one day I went in and they were already going late but I, I think I was burning up like I was having a fever and okay, okay. and I didn't want to go home yet because I was enjoying myself but they're like yeah. Nicole just go home like you're not feeling well I'm a week <laughs> so I was like okay I'm gonna go home <laughs> like I was so sad to go home because I was enjoying myself but yeah it was totally worth that's it that's a great workplace with all this uh, when did um, coming to America come into plan because you had all this dream mm-hmm. you know like you and I yeah. we both you know saludo tayo sa Mm-hmm. indie film scene in the Philippines yeah. like, it's just beautiful we watch it yeah. here and it's just inspiring you know but did you have a plan of migrating not really not a come? solid plan at this point like after this after the internship with the film mm-hmm. finished I really started thinking about it and I and through that um, I started like researching you know like researching film schools film schools in the Philippines and then New York Film Academy like popped up I was like yo this is cool maybe let's see and I was already looking it up and I'm like oh fuck it's so it's too expensive like my dad is never gonna go for this you know and ayun so hindi pa siya solid na idea so it was just a concept it was just a concept you know and I, I started this was the time that for me I was so addicted to like YouTube and like just content creation basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this was the time that um do you know Casey Neistat that YouTuber? Yeah, yeah. I I he's uh the one with the camera. Yes, he's, from yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. He he used to live in New York, but now I think he lives in LA. But anyway, so I used to watch him. He used to his shots are so aesthetic. Dude. He used like, to upload every day, dude, and his vlogs were so different from other people's vlogs it's very like story driven and he's really good at like storytelling and content creation so he's really inspired by that so this was summer after i graduated and i was just so bored and i just didn't i was at home like back in the province and i just wanted to what do you call this do something you know like do something creative or whatever so i also started like vlogging like i started um this is where it began (laughs) yeah so i was like i just want to be creative like i want to recall this like practice like content creation so i started vlogging and i would oh my god and my cousins and my mom my sisters would make fun of me because like are people even watching your videos you know like (laughs) uh, some people would watch it but 
yeah and then that's when I started to get serious about like applying like when I started like talking to like my dad my dad was living in Hawaii at that point already like he wasn't in the Philippines I asked I was like hey pa like can I apply for like this um this film school or whatever and I think I remember asking for an application fee it was like 120 bucks and for me like that point like that was that was a huge money you that's know a, that's a lot, yeah, of, that's money. A lot of money so he didn't really like ask too many like questions thinking that I wasn't like really so serious about it probably yeah. because you know I just graduated she probably just wants to you know ventures get out your, or get your wheels yeah, running, running. Yeah. so it's <laughs> like okay sure like you know do it and so I applied like I didn't ask them to apply for me or anything I did all the paperwork um, and I got in like I got accepted they do. They mm-hmm. do have a lot of, you know, foreigners. Yeah, they do. Like, I work with a lot of people of color. Yeah, they, that came from Naifa. Yeah, so. they have, they have a lot of like international students. Which, yeah. and like the selling point to me was like, okay, hands-on filmmaking. Like that was that is what they try to sell you, and honestly, they do really do a lot of hands-on. Um, I don't know now about like you know because it's the pandemic, but when I was in yeah. school, like there was a lot of projects wherein you could really do the nitty gritty of the the film stuff. But anyway, so I got in, you know, and I told my dad, like I got in and we were looking at the finances and it was just, it was expensive, dude. So my dad was like, no, we can't do that. Like that's too expensive. So like that broke my heart. This was like, I think October. No. Like September of 2016, yeah. just a couple of months after I graduated, I think. And so I was like, okay, and voila, like that that dream was like, you know, got crushed Aww. a little bit, you know. I was like, okay, yeah. let's let's hold on that, you know. And then after a couple of months, I think it was November or so. Mm-hmm. November or closer to December, honestly, wherein I tried to like, you know, asking again. I was like, Dad, like I really want to go here, you know? Like, can we see? Like, he's like, Oh well, try. Like, you see. I I'll see. I'll think about it, you know? And you had a little rocky yeah. relationship with your father. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He would always make me feel guilty about like doing anything honestly so <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. So what yeah 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 so i did he he probably didn't think i was gonna go through with it honestly dude <laughs> I, i'm telling you like i did all so this was already at a point where i was already applying for the student visa yeah i didn't even ask him for anything i just asked for like the payment of the fee like to apply I did all the paperwork. I got all the needed things that I needed to do. I went in to do my interview and I called my dad. I was like, so I got the visa. So what now? You know, (laughs) he was so surprised that I got the visa. He's like, oh, well, I guess, (laughs) I guess you're going then. Like, you know, and I was so excited. I didn't think it was going to happen, honestly. 
I didn't think it was gonna happen. There was how was it like when you first got to America? It was there was a lot of new tip things. Like my dad came and um, met me here in California. He flew in from Hawaii. Um, we met in San Diego because that's where most of our family was. Um, but it was I don't know. I I I was really homesick that first year that I was here. Oh my god, I'd be crying in my room <laughs> watching Filipino movies. <laughs> oh my god. How many uh so you had a year before you started school? No, no, no. Like I started immediately cuz I came here okay. January. Um school was supposed to start like first week of February. I came here like January 21st. So, so you just had a few weeks to shake off mm-hmm. your jet lag. And then... Yeah, just a few weeks, dude, and we're jumping into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And, <laughs> and, like, the good thing is that in my school, there's a lot of international students. So a lot of my classmates were also going through, like, the same thing, basically. So it was good that, you know, we could relate, like, together yeah. with that. So... I don't know. Like, I had some people that helped me through my journey, like my first year here as well. And I was staying with a family friend, like in their house. Like, it was one of my um, what do you call that? My godmothers. Yeah. Um. So they like guided me through like living here as well. You know, like living as an adult by myself, like. I, even in Manila, honestly, like I didn't do that because we had in, in Manila, helpers, we had helpers. Yeah. yeah. So like trying how to do my um, learning how to do my laundry, learning how to properly cook some dishes. Like yeah. that was such like a learning experience. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, even like and it's so different you know like when i go back mm-hmm. now when i go to a friend's house i'm just like doing my audition the help's like oh Nick, no i'll do that i'm like no 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 I'll, I'll do it you know yeah like i'll, I'll do my own dishes mm-hmm. i'll do whatever i can i know i'm excited yeah but how was your uh... what go on go on sorry i'm excited not to go home because i haven't been home in a while and i've learned a lot of like cooking stuff and my mom, You're yeah, share? and my mom's like, you better cook for me when you come home. Like, gusto ko din matikman, you know, what you're cooking. Because I call her mm-hmm. when I'm cooking here, you know, to ask her recipes and stuff like that. Like, I call her while I'm cooking. So she's basically, yeah. like, instructing me. <laughs> she's the co-chef. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's like linguine. Yeah. You're, you're like linguine. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> that was a... Uh... Ratatouille reference for people mm-hmm. who didn't know. Oh but how was how was your whole year or first few years being away from your family? Mm-hmm. How did you get over that? Or how did you thrive, continue to do what you're doing? Well, it's a lot of adapting, I would say. Um, and the good thing about now is that we have the internet and we get to video call. Yeah, And yeah. that, I think, really helped a lot even now like i would as much as possible my mom would be calling me every freaking night like wanting to video call so like it's if i'm not on set i in if i'm at home i'm probably on call with my mom (laughs) on video (laughs) call so which made it a little a lot 
a lot easier, you know, because you get to yeah. see them, you get to talk to them. It's not it's still not the same, but you know, you given that uh, it is what it is, <laughs> you know, it, it 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 really you know every day you just tell yourself that you look uh-huh. yourself in the mirror with tears or red eyes. You're like, it is what it is. And yeah, you do what you got. Yeah, and and I've learned as well. One of the biggest things I've learned, I would say, is to self soothe. Like mm. that, I think is the biggest thing that I've learned living alone, far like from my family. Because you don't have that family yeah. unit, yeah, right? or your friend friend mm-hmm. group. So, yeah. and I think that's a good thing to learn too, even just as yeah. an adult, like self soothing and proper like self talk, like being nice to yourself when you're sad. It's interesting how that comes up in baby books. Like I have uh-huh. a niece now, right? Yeah. And I still haven't made, met um, Baby Tala. Yeah, you, should, you should one day. You should one day. I'll try and yes. something else. But even before, I guess, even before her, there have been like self-soothing books. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my mom kind of did that too in her own way. I feel, I feel like my mom at the time had a really weird... um child's book in her head i don't know i don't know wait how to you guys to you guys to yeah like we were raised by a single mother of course in the philippines mm-hmm. it was super weird yeah like, because everybody the always... doesn't want that mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta <laughs> be with your husband even if he's you know yeah. doing terrible <laughs> things yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and just the idea of like having a single mother. She was preparing for the worst case scenario, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what kid wants to think about their parent passing away? So there's kind yeah. of a... We kind of needed to self-soothe. Like we didn't look for it in other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's so natural. It's so natural to do that. But for me, I felt like very yeah stiff at times, emotionally. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh no, it's something I, I just got to do by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's... But... You know, it it get, there's layers to there it. Is. There's there's literally layers to it, especially with what happened. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone was freaking out. The stress the stress was crazy uh, yeah. during COVID. Oh yeah, especially like with COVID. You know, I feel like yeah. the self soothing thing, especially if you lived alone, like me in COVID, it was yeah. it was chaotic, dude. I don't know, but like that first few weeks of quarantine, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't see my friends and like that's a big thing for me like when I'm going like crazy in my head already like mm-hmm. I try to see other people and you know yeah. enjoy myself yeah. but I couldn't do that but the yeah. the video calls with friends helped a lot though like because we were all going through the same thing something similar yeah so yeah <laughs> how was uh how was like you know the jumping of cultures like okay came from the province mm-hmm. you jumped to the city you jumped to america how are you internalizing all of that because you're like you know that's moving fast because a lot of people will just you know stay where they were born that is true but the fact yeah right? the fact that you moved multiple times uh-huh. how do you, that is true i never I never thought about that <laughs> that people have been so boxed in you know sometimes it baffles me when people are like oh i've lived here my whole life you know and like coming from yeah. my experience, I don't know. It just came naturally, dude. Like yeah. to me, because even here in California, right? You meet people who yeah. literally are old who are just yeah. have been here. So. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm really good at adapting then, because because oh. <laughs> even like you know different places, different schools that I go to, you know, 
I always end up having finding a community, you know, which I think is really great, you know, because it helps a lot when you're like living in a new place um, with different people, different cultures, like that helps a lot when you're trying to live in this place and thrive at least or grow as a human being so that was a nice uh that's a nice (laughs) way you know that's uh your story right there Mm -hmm. there's like a beautiful lesson there Mm -hmm. about even if your life is changing Mm -hmm. dramatically even if it's like painful change emotional like you know you're you're suffering emotionally yeah just adapting like solidifying yourself Mm -hmm. being around people and then you'll do what you do you know you'll get through today yes and then you'll keep you'll keep because change is good some change is good not not all change yeah but definitely change is good and that leads on to my next question Mm -hmm. you know are there ideas in your head that have changed since you were in the philippines or since you were in your province oh yeah there's a ton dude like i feel (laughs) like um the first time i went home uh coming from here my family definitely like saw the change like in me Mm -hmm. because i think when i was back home they always thought that i was like a really quiet kid you know who just like you know stays in her lane basically and i think when i came back i came back more confident i would say and really I think they could see that I'm really passionate about, you know, the thing that I'm doing. And in that, being passionate in doing the things that I do now has made me more confident in, you know, what do you call this? Um, More, what is that word? Oh, my God. A go-getter? Yeah. Because I've I've heard that said to me as well even here like people from here like you're such a go-getter like nicole i always see you, you're always on set i don't know how you're doing this and mm-hmm. i'm like but i'm just trying to like you know <laughs> improve myself do what i gotta do to you know make art and survive because <laughs> this town is pretty ruthless you know <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> with that scene, yeah. yes. Did the, uh, did the University of the Philippines help you with any fit, give you anything in their teachings or in their culture, you know, that was of a benefit here in America? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, like, in UP, you, you're surrounded by different people in different walks of life, which was really great because you get to experience everything. And I don't know, I think I learned how to... Um, mingle with different types of people Mm -hmm. which really helps a lot because I work in film and networking is a huge thing in our industry and so yeah that helped me a lot uh, putting myself out there taking risks like I think um, UP definitely introduced me to that and not be afraid in taking risks because you do really need to take risks in order to make you know some type of a change in you know yeah. in your life like if you want to be better then you know maybe you, you ought to change something in the routine that you're doing you know yeah so and you know it's it's such a like there was a term before mm-hmm. in like my in the profession i was in before it was like spinning your tires mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, when uh, well, yung gulong naka-stuck sa mud, yeah. you just hit the gas. No matter how hard you hit the gas, mm-hmm. iikot lang siya sa, sa mud, diba? Parang shh. Yeah. So, to to get out of that situation, you need to change something in the environment. And I think that's what you're... Mm-hmm. That's also a lesson in what you're saying, yeah. you know? Like, change the situation. And literally, when I changed that, my environment, I moved here and started pursuing my passion, like, people really saw a change in that. And I do see that change as well. Like in myself, even my best friend like tells me like, my God, Nicole, like I'm so proud of you. Like you just get like, you know, whatever the world like throws at you, you like, you know, you go through it and you know, you come back like stronger and you know, more wholesome, like more growth, you know, as a human being. So yeah. Let's everyone who is watching this video now. Let's give a Nicole a no. round of applause. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, no, it's something to be proud of. You know, you came from so far, and you know the work you do is really amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we have this dream of doing. You know, you you have your own track. Mm-hmm. I have my own track. Or we have our own ways of like giving back to the Philippines, and that time mm-hmm. will come. You know, and I'm excited to see your work. There. Yes, like, even like how you're talking about your work mm-hmm. here now. Like you say, you want to get into writing, and I'm yeah. like, go for it, girl. Yeah, like these stories need to be told by exactly. someone with perspective. Exactly, and I'm excited. I'm excited to go back home too and shoot something there because I will not go down from this world without shooting anything in the Philippines. <laughs> like yeah. that is. No, definitely, because <laughs> like, that's our home, you know. Like, it is. We're it always is, gonna go know, back it's, to it's that. It's something we can give back. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you know, the Philippines has given us. We, we, you know, we're yeah. not a trader. Yeah, maybe that's the wrong word. Yeah. we don't trash talk the country where mm-hmm. we came from. You know, we know that our country is flawed. Mm-hmm. We know that the people there have flaws. You know, we have flaws, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. You really, you know, we we owe it to the country for everything it's given us, and we owe other people as well. Yeah, that's that's a nice. Yeah, way to put there's it. this um, there's this line from our um, like our song in UP. It's a UP naming mahal. Um, it's in Tagalog. So, um, malayong lupain, amin mang marating, hindi rin magbabago ang aming damdamin. Like that, that right there to me is such a strong line. Uh, it's it's like oh my god yeah that's that's how I feel you know like it's yeah, yeah. like no matter how far I'm gonna I didn't know that. yeah from um from our home country like I'm always gonna like you know gonna feel proud being a Filipino like gonna love it and because yeah. it's home you know yeah we are who we are because mm-hmm. of it going into the next question mm-hmm. how do you feel about the phrase being yourself here in america compared to the philippines hmm. Hmm. being yourself i don't know like like is it like is it is there more freedom to be yourself here or back there or um i don't know that's kind of a hard question <laughs> because the me here probably to some of my friends back home, like pro- probably like my high school friends or something, would be like so different to like who I was there. And also, like I feel like I also grew up here, 
kind of like in the sense of like my adulthood to be an individual yeah to be to be me into like mm-hmm. thrive at what i'm doing like this is like where it started you know so yeah i don't know i feel like i get to be more me here cuz like i don't have like my parents looming over me <laughs> you know <laughs> and i get to do whatever i want kind of <laughs> i think so <laughs> i have the freedom to do so but also like back home my parents weren't really that um strict strict i would say it's just that i wasn't um how would you put it i wasn't as confident as i was when i was back home yet like i wasn't i wasn't doing what i loved yet you know what i mean and it's so different from now so that's why i would also love to like have a film there cuz i do want to introduce like my friends too and like you know just have them have a glimpse of what i do and have them have a glimpse of my environment or like you know yeah. the the place that I, i you know that i i thrive on right now and it's just introducing that cuz they of course my friends here like no you know already like you know the type of stuff that i do and all that but yeah. my other friends there it's very foreign to them you know the concept of filmmaking is just it's for the elite you know they're, they're in law yeah. right you said they were doing law yeah so. law and like so my friends are like in the medical field so like cuz cuz in the philippines like um pursuing the arts isn't really like you know it's it's very looked down upon sometimes because like yeah. there's no money to it that's what that's what yeah. you get taught as a kid you're either a lawyer a nurse a doctor or an engineer like yeah if you're not going to be any of those like you're going to be broke as hell so <laughs> i want to give other people and other you know maybe younger generation you know the opportunity like to see that yeah maybe like there's other stuff like we can do we can do the arts and not be broke you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. but but that's a whole different a, conversation that i would love to have you know like different a, conversation i would i like some friends mm-hmm. who are in the film scene in the yeah. philippines like i'm planning to have like a, a little conversations okay. across borders you know and if you're down for Hell that yeah. you know it would be great it would be great having you there like, yeah but also because because uh, i think a lot like our filipinos are artistic yes, as hell you know music, they are acting. they really are there's so much talent but people are scared to pursue you know their talents and what they love yeah, because yeah. the concept of money restricts them so that's just yeah. that's the sad part about it but anyways going back to like you know being yourself <laughs> I feel like also like with my sexuality I felt like I was able to express myself more here rather than back home because everything is just so you know traditional and all that it's not like there's a lot of like hate crimes towards you know the LGBTQ community there but it's yeah. just it's very taboo and like hush hush like it's never openly talked about Maybe through like my college friends yet yeah, very openly talked about like the younger yeah. generation in close circles yeah. yeah yeah but like you know to older people like it's it's hard opening those up you know 
Um, Would you say that you became LGBT here? or Not really, because I came out back home. Like, I was already... There's some there. there's some conversations, what? you know, people are just like, oh... What is it? You, you were... bring the gay stuff to... <laughs> to the Philippines and I'm like no that is that that doesn't happen uh-huh. like it's preference it's right? preference like, yeah like for me you, you know my my experience as a straight male mm-hmm. my it wasn't really it didn't matter mm-hmm. like you know who I like but why why when somebody else loves somebody why is it a problem they love each other mm-hmm. exactly would you rather have be have be them have them miserable or create infidelity yeah. to their current partner because they can't be with someone they want to be with i'm just like, I, it never made sense to me that whole tab yeah thing. and i don't understand because it doesn't even concern them it's not like that like if ever two person that is of the same gender get together like how the hell does that affect you like it's you're not even in the in the equation you know so so how do you feel about being here now with mm-hmm. that because that was a you know that's a big i think that's a big milestone in the human experience mm-hmm. you know in the whole how many years we have on this planet yeah to to discover your sexuality mm-hmm. like how does that feel now that you've been here and how the group think is in the philippines mm-hmm. well right now i feel more um open and free about it like more carefree about it because like when I was like you know when I was still like you know coming out and I was so stressed about like you know what other people would think if I came out but now I'm just like fuck it y'all just gotta (laughs) deal with it you know like I do not care about your feelings you know like I'm just gonna be who I am so which thankfully you know like I moved to LA of all the places that I could move to, you know, I was pretty grateful and pretty lucky to be moving to LA, you know. You could have been in Kansas, <laughs> I, I, and that would be exactly <laughs> that would have been a completely different story. So, thankfully, <laughs> I moved to LA, met a lot of gay people too, which are also really interesting and creative. So, that's it's, a, yeah. it's great. <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely an interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> group to be around you know even the west hollywood oh movie. yeah i love it you know i know everybody's like, just like before. giving love like i remember like going out with my friend and i was like oh my god like everybody just wants to be friends with everybody <laughs> i'm like yeah oh. mm-hmm. it's really friendly you know mm-hmm. and i guess you know that's that's a whole different topic on insecurities mm-hmm. and whatever but did you feel insecure before about oh, here? not being able to be no before before you mm-hmm. came out is that the feeling you would say um insecure not really about insecure it was more about um i guess like people's reactions like that's mm-hmm. what scared you didn't want to make feel uh-huh. make people feel bad yeah that's right that sucks, like dude. why living like that sucks like, that <laughs> sucks like why why did i feel like that but you know it's I, i've come to terms with it and like even when i was a kid like lesbian was such a bad word to me like i've just been learning to like take that back and have yeah. not a bad connotation on that so yeah it's it's all a learning process as you grow you know and yeah, yeah. What would you say about people who are, you know, not because I, I, you know, you, 
I get it. Like you can't really mm. force someone to go out. Yeah, like come out. And because yeah, yeah, everyone has their own timing. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a very internalized. That's true. Agreement that okay, this is mm-hmm. this is the right time for me. Yeah, I feel confident in my shoes right now. And yeah, but how would you talk about that journey of you? realizing that because america didn't give you that no. you discovered that in the yeah so yeah well also i was already like you know watching other people like come out as well like this was youtube age you know and there were like you know okay, okay coming out videos and stuff like that and you see other people's journey about it and you get to read about it so and i read a lot while i was in high school so that opened what got you into reading about it Um, well, I first, like, reading, like, you know, LGBTQ, like, material, is that what? Yeah. Yeah. What got me into it? I think I was still discovering myself at that point. So, you know, um, I didn't have, like, the real life experience yet that confirmed it. So, because I was, like, really (laughs) interested. I was like, okay, maybe I just want to read it. Maybe it's just good literature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's just good literature i'm straight what are you telling me <laughs> so yeah so i got to reading that i was like oh this is so cool you know i haven't told my friends about it i told my internet friends about it but yeah. not my friends friends yet um so yeah i think yeah i was just really interested in it so i didn't think too much about it yeah. but then I entered college. I think that's when I, that's when I, I knew. Yeah. Well, I knew because, so there was this, I'm going to tell you my coming out story already. Cause I think okay. to explain that, like I need to go <sighs> through there. So what is this? So I had this friend um, back in college. She was openly like bisexual and I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You know? And we would spend a lot of time together because we would have like some classes together as well. So, yeah, we got to spend a lot of time together. Like we would also text like afterwards, like, oh, this is really fun. And I got sick, like, I think for like a week or so. And she was looking like for me. She's like, oh, Nicole, where are you? Like, you haven't been to school and like a while i was like oh i'm sick like i've been sick for i got dengue actually like we only found out we found out like after like i was already good (laughs) okay yeah i got dengue i was sick (laughs) out from school for like two weeks or so and so i came back from school i came back from school i went to our tambayan like with our org because we were both in the same organization as well Mm-hmm. I was there and then she saw me and then she hugged me and then there was just this really interesting like feeling which I've never felt before like butterflies in your stomach type of shit I was like Ooh. wait why am I feeling this way she's just like hugging me but that didn't click yet in my mind like I was just yeah. feeling my feelings at that point yeah and then siguro like after a couple of like you know weeks after that and then she started like hanging out with this like other guy and i was like Fuck, maybe i had a crush on her like that was like me realizing i was like yeah. shit dude i had a- i haven't told anyone yet at this point 
like it was just me internalizing like my feelings and like my friends would joke around because like we would always hang out even after that like you would go inuman and like we would always be like sitting right next to each other like oh nicole crush mo ba si ganito ganyan sabi diyan bala kay diyan ganun defensive yeah defensive <laughs> but i was like it didn't like really properly clicked with me and I haven't told any of my friends this at this point so I was like oh fuck man maybe I did have a crush so I had to come out to myself first before coming out to other people so after a couple of months of that I was like oh shit yeah maybe before we go there how was it like to uh to I guess hmm like the societies Mm -hmm norm like because you were trying to like guys i figure or i did like was there that so, attempt so i did why like, don't i find them attractive no i did i did like guys so at this point too i like one of my guy friends like in in our friend group so okay. i was really really confused i was like we i like both of them wait what <laughs> you know so i was yeah. really confused because i wanted to spend time with both of them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. my mind was like wait what So anyways, <laughs> so yeah, so she she did get together with that other guy. So I was like, oh, fuck, man, why do I feel like jealous? So that's the point where I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe you're bisexual, you know? So I came out to myself that I was bisexual. And like, yeah, we were just friends. Like nothing happened after I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything to her or whatever. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm bisexual. And then I think this was our for um last semester in university or something. Mm-hmm. And I was classmates with another girl. And I was like, oh fuck, I have this really huge crush on this other girl. Like we would also mm-hmm. like hang out, but like more in a group setting, you know. I had a huge crush on her. And I couldn't take it anymore. I wanted to talk to somebody about it, you know? And that's the point where I finally broke. And I was, I told like my best friend, I was like, yo, I really like this person. I was making it like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like I was not gendering anything yet. So, but I slowly, I was like, yeah, she's a girl. And she's like, ah, I fucking knew it. Like, they're like, knew all along. I'm like, oh my God, was I that obvious? <laughs> um, but at this point, like, I still had a crush on that guy friend of ours. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I came out as bisexual at that time. But that guy was like the last guy that I like, like, you found, yeah, attracted. that I found attracted to. But I did tell him. Did I did tell you, him that I like. It's possible to find the guy that you are attracted to. Or... Maybe, but right now, honestly, like I think I'll probably end up with a girl. Like that's yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so that was like the last guy that I like, and I did tell him because my friends were also pressuring me to like tell him. <laughs> I'm like fuck it, okay, I'm gonna tell him, you know, and like nothing happened with that. Like we were, like he just wanted to be friends. So I'm like, okay, cool, you yeah. know, like. Just give me a couple of like weeks and or months. Let me collect yeah, myself. let me collect myself and <laughs> we'll be cool. But now, like me and like my guy friend, like we're really close friends now. Like even now, like we still check up on each other. Cause like it, she, he was also like in our friend group. So 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah, funny how that, things that unfold. Just goes to show how, <laughs> yeah, it goes to show how strong your friendship really was. Yeah, because sometimes people will be uncomfortable. Like I've been approached mm-hmm. by, you know, guys who were who were I guess at the time out, mm-hmm. and then you know when they come out and they're like, hey, nigga, you know, yeah, they like, want to mm-hmm, get physical, mm-hmm. and like, look, dude, I respect mm-hmm. it, I respect it. But, but I'm not with mm-hmm. it, you know. Like I know some people I can recommend. <laughs> I can you, you know? recommend like, you. Like I can get, but <laughs> but it's it's no bueno for me. And some some get pushy, and some like mm-hmm. I get it. You know, our our whole emotions it's just so complex. It's just a lot of chemicals firing. Yeah, it it pushes us, you know. And I think <laughs> I think as a as people, mm-hmm. you know, maybe guys have more of a responsibility when approaching like women, mm-hmm. you know, to to control ourselves, yeah. to be respectful, kind of like what happened with you mm-hmm. and your friend, right? Yeah, like boom, pop, you're all friends. Yeah, because why would we want to lose someone? You know, we we cared exactly. About? And he was he was really nice, man. He was such a like a nice guy. He like because I I said it in a manner and like I just said it to him and then I. He just I dropped just the dropped ball the ball him. and then I went away, you know? Like that was... Oh my god, Nicole. <laughs> I dropped the ball and I went away. No, this is the thing. They came and visited me, like in my hometown, with mm-hmm. like my group of friends. And when they were going back to the city, like they were already in the bus station. So I told him there, like right before they had to leave. <laughs> Uh, and then he texted oh he texted God. me afterwards he's like Hui Nicole seriously ko ba nung sinabi mo <laughs> I was like yeah <laughs> I'm sorry but I don't feel the same so I'm like okay that's cool you know that's alright you know I'll get over it <laughs> but now we're really Aww. like close friends so yeah how would you uh, going back how mm-hmm. does it feel now to what? To come out? Being that open with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being that open with yourself. Because did you gain, like, more confidence? Oh, yeah, totally, knowing? totally. I mean, How even, 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 even after I came out, like, to my friends, just being there, I, like, even, like, coming out to my cousins as well, like, I yeah. felt like I could take back, you know? Like, they used to use that against me, and I hated it. Now I can take back yeah. that power, you know? And it's 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 very empowering, you know, and it's 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 great, you know. But but for the other people out there, you know, you of course you do it in your own time. There's like yeah. it, you know, when the time's right too. I think you know it in yourself when the time is right to come out and start, you know, introducing people into your into your world that that part of you. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's great, you know, when you don't have to hide anything from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And I think, you know, for the people outside, I mm-hmm. think the best we can do is be respectful of the human being in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has their different views on life, <laughs> different experiences in life, what we like, what we don't like. So just hearing people out, mm-hmm. listening, being there, you know, rather than... Because it's scary. It must feel so scary to have that view that, oh, dude, I can't be myself. Mm-hmm. It's like that that sucks, you know. And yeah. For the for people watching, you know, maybe there are two lessons to learn here from each perspective. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we we gotta be who we are and respect people who are for who they are. Yeah. 
But Nicole, we have reached the uh, one hour. Oh my gosh! It's a long episode. <laughs> we ran out of time, but yeah. it was great having you. If you yes. want to be back, you know, definitely, I'm writing. Yep. More episodes. You gotta plan in mind. Yeah, we gotta talk more film. You know, there's still yeah, a whole loads definitely. of stuff that we haven't talked about. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. You have the stage, Nicole, for our viewers. If there's anything you want to share, you have the floor. I want to share. Well, what I'm going to say, because this is more more of a more personal interview that we did, you know, I would say is, you know, don't be afraid to be who you are because the right people are going to stay if you stay true to yourself. So... I'm gonna end with that. <laughs> oh, I like that. That is a gem. Thank you, Nicole, for being on my show and for our viewers. I'll see you next time on the Barber's Cut.